Let's turn to our lesson because we have a baptism this morning and we're really excited about those who are giving their lives uh, as a public demonstration uh, to the Lordship of our Lord. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1, 2, and 3, Luke chapter 1 verse 30 to 35, Matthew chapter 1 verse 19, in 20. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form. That word without form in Hebrew means there was confusion, there was emptiness. The earth was in chaos. Not only was it in chaos, but it was void. That is, it was, it was a wasteland. And also, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to uh, 35. And King James Version again. And the angel Gabriel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and will bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Well, verse 34, when then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man, seeing that I've had no uh, sexual relationship with, with uh, my husband or any man for that matter. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of the high shall overshadow you. Therefore, also, I love the way the King James Version puts it, that holy thing, that holy thing, which shall be born of you. Turn to somebody and tell them a holy thing is going to be created in you. So you better get ready. Amen. 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 It's a God thing. It's a God thing. And, uh, this holy thing shall be called the Son of God, verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Matthew chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, meaning have her killed because uh, people thought that maybe because Mary was pregnant that she had committed uh, 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 sexual sin. And back in those days, if you were uh, engaged, that means you were married. And therefore, if you were found pregnant while you were engaged, that means uh, in that culture, it was considered having committed adultery. And seeing that you committed adultery, that was a, a uh, crime punishable by death. So Joseph had an opportunity or the right to have Mary uh, executed. But he loved her and he was going to just put her away privately, meaning divorce her uh, in a quiet manner. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary 
to take unto thee Mary to be thy wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Ghost, is of the Holy Ghost. What's in her does not belong to you. It belongs to the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you very briefly about on the subject, the incubation period, the incubation period. And I, I wonder if I could have um, on this side, maybe, I guess, two people. Uh, how many of you on this side are going to put up a Christmas tree? Christmas tree. All right. And so um, if Peter, you're putting up a trip, you're going to have a Christmas tree. Yeah. So I want you to stand. And yes, I'd like you to stand. Okay. So just you two stand right there. Anybody in the balcony going to put up a Christmas tree? Okay. So um, Nicole, I think your daughter to your right. Could you have her stand? Anyone inside going to put up a Christmas tree? Okay. I see. Uh, okay. Evan and, oh, Maya. I'm going to use Maya this time. And this young lady. Uh, wait a minute. I hope I didn't get myself in trouble. I think I'm all right here. Okay. So uh, Mia, thank you. Maya, help me, Jesus. That's why I need you, honey. Uh, so all five of you, I want you to come up here right now. Oh, I called your sister, Evan. I want to, I'm going to use her this time because I always use you. You're my guy. Okay, so, and I want this. Okay, Ah, you can go back to your seats. You know, I gave the children these gifts because just in case this message doesn't come out good, at least I'll know that you'll like me. <laughs> so, this, spirit, this, this word where it says the spirit moved, um, I, I, I want to really, we, we, are, we are going to take a journey over uh, the next few weeks of what it means, who is the Holy Spirit in our lives, and and how do we really engage with him? And we spoke a couple of weeks ago about that the Holy Spirit is the fire starter. Nothing is initiated with you. Even when you have a desire to do something for God, that did not initiate with you. The Bible says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, Psalm 37, around verse 4, he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you what your heart is supposed to desire. So when you decide all of a sudden out of nowhere, I think I'm going to fast an entire week and, and, and wait in the presence of the Lord for direction, that did not initiate with you. And I don't mean to sound critical, but I think there needs to be a whole lot more humility because many of us are taking credit for desires in our heart that came from the Holy Spirit, and we are responders. In other words, the Holy Spirit moves on our heart to do something spiritual, and if our hearts are tender, 
we respond and say, yes, I will do that, Lord. And because in our hearts that comes from the Holy Spirit, there's this nice, <clears throat> even blend of our spirit cooperating with the Holy Spirit so it doesn't feel like we're doing the will of God under duress. So the more we're in God's presence, the more we, <clears throat> excuse me, the more me, the more we desire what he desires, watch this, and then we pray what he wants us to pray for, and then our prayers get answered. Or as James says, we don't ask amiss. We don't ask missing because we're asking for something for that con that's consumed on our lust as opposed to the, the, to the glory and honor of God. Does this make sense? Yes. So <clears throat> what I discovered is that when I, when you look at chapter one of the Old Testament and chapter two of, sorry, chapter one of the Old Testament and chapter one of the New Testament, the Bible in both uh, testaments opens up with actions that initiated by the Holy Spirit. He is the initiator. He is the one who gets things started, which means that before I decide to do anything, I need to seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit to find out what do you say about this? So here it is, even God himself moved under the counsel of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs that the Holy Spirit or the spirit of wisdom basically said, I was by God's side when he created heaven and earth. So if God took the advice of the Holy Spirit, how about us? This word says the spirit of the Lord moved upon the uh, face of the earth. <clears throat> and then God said, this word move is one of the translations of this word move is to brood. B-R-O-O-D. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Amplified Bible in the Message Bible translates this word from moved to actually brood. The Holy Spirit brooded over the earth. The Holy Spirit brooded over the earth. And the word brood, the etymology of the word brood is, it means that which is hatched by heat. That which is hatched by heat. In other words, to incubate. To incubate. And the word incubate, little, it comes from two Latin words, in, which means on, and cuba, which means to, to sit on. So the Holy Spirit brooded, the Holy Spirit sat on the deep. Are you following me so far? You, you'll get this in a moment. The Holy Spirit, and, and we know that, that hens sit on eggs. Okay, I got an egg here. And I... My wife saw the egg and she said, I hope it's hard boiled. It is. <laughs> His yoke is easy. <laughs> uh, that was a little bit funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> so, 
when a hen lays an egg and it's fertilized, and it's fertilized by the rooster, the hen must sit on the egg, and as this hen hen sits on the egg, sits on incubates, sits on the egg and gives it the proper heat. During that period, from the time the hen the hen lays the eggs till the time that the chick comes forth, that is the incubation period. When the egg is is laid. There is a brooding, there is a sitting, there is a, a a resting on the egg. Are you following me so far? And so, you know, God creates the heavens and the earth, and the Holy Spirit begins to incubate and rest on and sits on that egg. God, let, let's keep going here. We'll get back to to this incubation uh, period. The scripture, the, the scripture says that also that Mary had this, this incubation period where the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon her and, and the Holy Spirit released in her something that she was supposed, a holy thing that she was supposed to bring to pass. Don't worry, this will make sense. And as the Holy Spirit came upon her, the Bible said that which was conceived by her came from the Holy Spirit. This word conceive, it literally means to take seed unto a womb. Take seed unto a womb. So what am I saying? I'm saying that that what happens is that that Mary had a an angel. Anybody track with me? Named Gabriel. Gabriel, an angel, is a Greek word which means messenger. Gabriel is a Hebrew name that means man of God. So a man of God gave a message, and she received. That word, Luke chapter 8 verse 11 says that the word of God is a seed and that seed comes into our hearts and it is expected to produce something that comes from God. So Mary receives that word by saying in in Luke chapter 1 verse 37, she says amen to the word and that word becomes Jesus. Are you following me so far? So we have the Holy Spirit in the beginning. He is resting upon the waters. He is resting upon creation. And I believe what the Lord is saying is that when I I want to conceive something in Sister Debbie, I, I want to see, it, I want to conceive something into uh, Brother Subner. And I and as I release this word, I want you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to brood upon that word. Are you following me? To sit upon that word. 
Are you following me? To rest upon that word. What does that mean? To rest upon that word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 19 says, There is a rest that remains to the people of God. Watch this. He who has entered into God's rest has stopped from doing his own works, just like God did. In other words, God stopped working on the Sabbath, the seventh day. Are you track with me? God didn't stop working because he was tired. God stopped working to let us know that there is a time where we enter into the rest of God, where God does the work and we stop working. That's why, mm, that's why we tithe. Our tithe is basically saying, God, I've worked and I have a hundred percent that I really need to do to handle my business. But God says, if you would rest and give me that 10%, I'll, I'll make your 90% become 150%. Tithing is an act of faith. In fact, the Bible says the tithe belongs to God. It ain't even yours. Mm, it's quiet in here. So, so, and we stop there where he says, there is a rest that, and that, that remains to the people of God. He who has entered God's rest has ceased from God's own works. The next verse in context says, for the word of God. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. What do you mean? I mean that the word is created, the word is connected to the rest. The word is, so God gives a word and we are to brood over it, to rest on it, to, to sit on that word, to ponder that word like Mary until the word he puts in us comes to pass. Are you following? Don't worry, you, you're, you're going to get this in a, in a, in a quick moment. Now, so what's my point? My point here is that the Holy Spirit is the beginner. He's the initiator and we must, we must rest. We must wait in the presence of God. Are you following? Wait in the presence of God until He brings that word to pass. He is going to bring the word to pass, but He needs us to incubate it. He needs us to brood over it. He needs us to allow the Holy Spirit to remind us and stir up the, stir up that word in us. And I'll talk about how to do that later. But once the word comes, God is depending on us to bring the word to pass. So if God has put in your heart, for example, I don't know you, so don't worry about that. If God has put on your heart that I want you to become a doctor, then he's expecting you to sit on that word, to brood over that word, to pray over that word until the Holy Spirit brings it to pass. Now here's the challenge. Oh my, here's the challenge. excited yes here's the challenge here's the challenge the challenge is that God will give you a word and then the challenge is the incubation period so for example um, and there's an egg leg egg leg egg laid 
And then there's a period between the egg being laid, an incubation period, and then the birth of the chick. Now, I was going to give all of these children an egg, but I didn't think that would be too fun to them. So I gave them a Christmas bulb, which is about the size of an ostrich egg. Okay? And who has the, who has the Christmas bulb? Stand up again. Stand up again. And hold, hold your bulb up high. Yes. Yeah. So these are some beautiful bulbs. And let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you a question. Just to keep standing. And you can all answer this once. Is your Christmas tree up yet? No, the Christmas tree is not up yet. They're like, it's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> but they know that a Christmas tree is going to be put up, depending on your family, whether it's the day after Thanksgiving or whatever. So a month from now, a Christmas tree is going to go up. Can the kids say amen? amen. You may be seated. So between the time they receive this Christmas bulb and the time the tree goes up, there's going to be an incubation period, a period of waiting. But the, the bulb says to them that there's going to be a Christmas tree. Now, some of the parents are saying right now, thanks a lot, pal. Now my child is going to hound me. When are we going to have the tree? When are we going to have the tree? When can I put this up? When I... <laughs> God is sending many of you a word. An egg. A seed. And he is depending on you through the help of the Holy Spirit, to bring to pass that word. Joseph's incubation period was 13 years. Ooh, Jesus. See, it's one thing to wait for Christmas. It's another thing to wait for 13 years. And this word is to, is to help some of you because you don't understand that God is depending on you to bring to pass the dream he put inside of you. And you're not going to do it without the Holy Spirit. And and the reason why some of us are struggling is because we we continue to have oh, we continue to have this attitude that says, I'll take it from here. One of the scriptures that scared me to death, I'm almost finished here. It talks about Joseph and it says in some of you read it in Psalm 105 verse 19. It says until the word that was spoken to him until I'll put it this way. The egg that was that he laid until the seed that God put in him came to pass. Watch this. That word tested him. That word refined him. That word purified him. That word proved him to be true. See. What's going to happen many times is God's going to say things like, um, 
you're going to get married. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And he says, so wait on your husband. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And my, my, like most of us, we say, woo. So that means by Valentine's Day, I'm going to have my man. Woo. And you start, you know, by faith. You know, you, by faith, I'm going to buy my wedding gown. And by faith, I'm going to, uh, yeah, by faith. And all of a sudden, Valentine's Day pass. Mm. <laughs> Valentine's Day pass. 2017. And then Valentine's Day passed, 2018. Mm, I'm not, I'm not sensing any amens on that part. And, and, and what, and what's happening is that while you're waiting, that word is testing you saying, did you really hear from God? No, not did you really hear from God. You know you heard from God. Did you believe God? That word starts to purify you. That word starts to show you what's really in your heart. That word starts to show you how selfish you are. That word starts to show you how you really thought that guy was going to be six foot four, 230 pounds, locks down the hair, you know, the whole nine yards. And God say, you know what? I'm going to break you down. I'm going to break you down. Next thing you know, you're willing to say, okay, God, whatever you want. I just want a man of God. Hey. Brother man is five foot. You said, praise the Lord. Because during the incubation period, we have a concept of what God's going to do. And then God has to purify our hearts so that we can receive what he really wants for us. Because some of us have dreams of grandeur that's really dreams of lust. Dreams of I will show them. Dreams of, I have my dream, but. I was like, she sees a good thing I didn't say anything. I would have. Who found is that? Like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> ah, I remember that one. That's actually my time, and it says wrap it up. We love quoting Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. They're good plans. Plans for your future. Plans to give you to bring you to an expected end. Did you read the verse before that? <laughs> but you're going to have an incubation period of about 70 years. so I want to encourage you. It's going to happen. Amen. But God has to purify your hearts. Amen. Sorry, let me correct that. God has to purify our hearts. God has to get at our motives. Because where God is going to take us, we have got to be stripped of us. Through the Holy Spirit so that when we get into the place and birth what God has caused us to birth, he can trust us to do his will and not ours.